Well, this is episode nine of season three of the Simplify and Multiply show. And today I'm going to be having a great conversation with J.B. Glossinger. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. So why don't we just dive right in? I mean, let's talk. So this season's theme is all about the power of a business of you. And JB, I know that when you and I talked about this a little bit before, you had so many wonderful different things to share. And I've been like gorging on your podcasts. (laughs) You're the first person I've met that has done 3,600 and, you know, probably... (laughs) many more by the time this airs uh, shows. And I'm just like baffled at how you've done, uh, you know, just stayed committed to that. So really, I just want to get you to share some ideas on, as you know, I work with solopreneurs and helping them build their business and in their marketing and all of those pragmatic things. But I also do a lot of work around customer experience and just keeping that solo happy and excited and engaged about what they're doing and not bogged down by all the crap that they have to deal with in running a business by themselves. And when I came across you, I just felt so enlivened uh, by how you talk about business and how you talk about the people that work with you and all of the wonderful things they're doing. And I just had to have you on the show. So thanks for being here. Hey, no problem. No problem. And I'm probably a good person because I've had the corporate experience where I've run companies, uh, been on the board of directors and hired and fired and been at the C-suite level and then quit and failed at my own business, you know, and, and that was, you know, tragic. Magic, and then build it up to close to a million dollars annually and had 10 people on staff and then decided that's not what I wanted to where now I just kind of run with systems on myself, you know, with myself. And I really don't want VAs or employees or any of that. And uh, I think that's a great topic of discussion because I think a lot of people, uh, one, they think they need to raise a lot of money to, to start a business. Two, they think they need a lot of people to do the business. Uh, and three, they, they, you know, they think they got to you know, hustle so much, you know, as Gary Vee teaches so many people where I do the opposite right. of all of that. Right. I play <laughs> golf every day. I don't hire a lot of people and I need no money uh, for investing in my business because I've built it all on my own. So I think, um, you know, what I really would like to get out of this conversation is that, you know, some people take away that a different way of thinking about their business and, and the it. challenge they face. OK. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so much of that is it comes through, especially with the transformation that you're going through with where you're taking your business. I mean, you just moved into your new house and you're working on some really ambitious goals. And I think it's fabulous that you've created what you've created so far. So just tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I think it's critical first to understand how I do business, right? So I do business in a way where, you know, I've, I've been in corporate, I have an MBA, I did all that, you know, all that fun stuff back in the day. And what I learned back in the day that margin was king, 
right? So the higher the margin, the better. Top line didn't matter. It's all about bottom line, especially when you're a solo entrepreneur. I mean, it's like, I don't care. You know, you can tell me all day you made $100 million. What are you making, you know, at, at bottom line? Right. Uh, I've been there, you know, where the seven figures were there and, you know, my bottom line was was nothing. It looked glamorous on the outside. It was kind of like having a lot of Facebook followers, but really wasn't making any money. And um, I had to shift my thinking. And my thinking now is high margin, um, low overhead, and, you know, work with small groups of people. So the thing that I teach is, you know, you, you know, if you go out there and get 500 people that spend $2,000 a year with you, it's not a lot of people. You know, that's a million-dollar business. So it most is. people only need 125 people spending $2,000 a year. And anybody listening to this as a solo entrepreneur could provide services that equal uh, $2,000 a year for 125 people. Um, and so that's a totally different mindset going in. Yeah. Uh, so you don't need a huge staff. You don't need everything. And, and I, would, I would hallucinate that most people listening, you know, would do pretty well with a half a million to a million dollars uh, straight high margin, 99% margin business. You live a pretty good life with that type of revenue. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't. I think you're right because most people don't think of it that way. And I, I think because of all of the noise in social media and just in advertising in general, that a lot of solopreneurs are seduced by the idea of this multi, multi-million dollar, seven-figure, eight-figure type of a thing. And it becomes more of an MLM, you know, where they're just kind of like massively going for the numbers and the quality drops off, the attention drops off. And it's such an unfortunate thing because when you have a solopreneur business, that person that's the solo coach or consultant or trainer or whatever, the, the opportunity to have an intimate relationship with that client is so much greater when you have that type of a business structure, what you just described. Yeah, and I, and I had to come to that revelation, right? Because I my business grew real fast at the beginning. I, you know, I had a, co- a podcast, I called it CoachCast, that in 2009, I mean, we're talking ways back. I started in 2005, 2006. You know, it went to top 20 on iTunes. So I, you know, I've had 40 million downloads and had tremendous success at the beginning. And it was about numbers. It wasn't mm-hmm. about the people. It was how could I build this thing as big as I could and as fast as I could. And, and I lost what I really, what I was about. And as I said, the top line was growing, but the bottom line was about the same. And so even though the top line looked sexy and I had a new car, a new house and things were good after I had lost all that, by the way, but um, it was cool. But at the end of the day, I was just running myself into the ground, trying to find work for people that were working for me. And I was working so hard uh, that I had a transition. And I think the idea of the intimacy is really critical because then you realize you're really helping people, at least in my business. That's one thing that I love to do. Uh, and the second thing is the external pressures go away when you can, what I call, get control of your nut balance and really focus on residual and passive type of income streams where you know, you're getting paid while you're sleeping. That's, that's really what you know, I push people towards and, and less people Hire quality people that you deal with, you know, get rid of those people you don't want to deal with and specifically build your business so you have choices. And I think that's the critical thing. If you don't want to work one day, don't work. If you don't want to work for a month, don't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, my grandmother uh, passed away in July at 98. Great life and an amazing life. And I went back to Indiana and literally I think I worked two days, you know, the whole month and, and my business still grew. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great feeling when you start to understand the power of systems and, and working with smaller groups of people instead of always trying to be everything to everybody. Right. And when we take the time to build those relationships, and this is what I coach my clients on all the time, it's like, how can you be a true partner that 
supports them ongoing and create products that are designed to cultivate the relationship and continue to be a resource that they rely on. Because when you start building a relationship with someone, you are so invested in getting to know who they are, getting to know a company's culture. All of those things are added investments in time and attention that the value, the ROI continues to build over time. And that's why I think those are some of the best uh relationships and business to have are the ones that you can capitalize in that way because you're building and fostering the relationship. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have people that have been with me 15 years. You know, I have clients that have been with me 15 years. And and the reason is I have like a 99% retention rate in my coaching and my masterminds. That's awesome. Yeah, every once in a while somebody leaves. But part of the reason is, is because I created win-wins, right? So it's like, you know, I, I have a rule in my business. I never want to hurt anybody, meaning I'm not going to upsell somebody into my highest levels of things that I do until they're ready. And that way I really, um, you know, I, I build a relationship, you know, and I help people through the channels. So as they make more money then I can make more money and, and we really build a long-term relationship with yeah, that. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It yeah. really does. It really yeah, does. It works. It works. And, and if you just care a little bit, you know, I used to have people that work for me and I'd be like, why don't you care? You know, like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you just don't care. I can tell by what you're, how you're interacting with people. Yeah. So it's, it's re really important you build your service or your product or whatever you're doing around, uh, you know, building a long lasting relationship. It's so hard to get a, get a client or a customer or whatever you want to call them. Right. But once you have them, uh, you really want to take care of them unless they're the wrong person. You know, the customer True. is always right is not the answer anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. We've learned that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fired many people. In fact, mm -hmm. when the the people that do leave a lot of times my groups is because they just aren't participating and they're not bringing value. So they need to go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, you mentioned a minute ago residual and passive income. And someone asked me, uh, I think just this week, about the difference between residual and passive income. Could you expand on that? Yeah, no problem. So residual income, you still have to work, right? So you're trying to create income that is making money while you sleep. I mean, that got real famous in like network marketing, right? MLM yes. type of stuff. Yeah. They, oh, get and that's where I first learned about it. I went to an Amway meeting when I was 18, you know, mm -hmm. 30 years ago. And, um, you know, I was like, wow, this is such a great concept. It really is. But, you know, obviously, MLMs are great. It's just not your company, you know, yeah, and I so coach residual and linear are kind of the same. Linear is when you're basically going in and punching a time clock and the residuals, like like you said, the MLM example. Yeah, you're going to have to work. But then, it, it, you, you know, you'll be working, making money. Internet marketing is kind of the same. Where passive mm -hmm. is basically investment money. I mean, you've got money that you're earning interest on. It's what we all want. Forty million dollars in the bank. You know, we're living on five million a year and, and, and you know, we don't have to do anything. I, I, I say that everybody wants that, but I don't think everybody really wants it because once you get to that level, um, sometimes it's hard to get the motivation. You know, you, you had mentioned that I had, you know, I'm working on my pilot's license. I want to buy a $1.2 million plane and, and a beach house in Indiana. And the reason I'm putting those goals out there for the next two years is I want to generate that cash to do that. And it forces me to work. Right. right. Because otherwise you get really lazy and, and I get lazy because I got a great residual base right now. I still have to work. I have to do my uh, coach cast every day. I have to do my mastermind meetings. I still have to work. Mm -hmm. But it's literally a, you know, Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. I mean, I could work 20 minutes a day if I wanted to. And, and there's days and I do that. Done, yeah. But but at the end of the day, I still need to be driven. 
And that's where sometimes that carrot comes in. But that's the difference between residual and passive. Passive is, is what a lot of people are driving to. Retirement mm -hmm. income, which I hate that term. I'm from Indiana. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I'm blue collar. My parents are retired. They worked in their factories their entire life. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know why anybody retire. I'm never going to yeah. retire. I'm going to write books and speak and do my thing until I die with a microphone in my hand. So I love it. I don't even think about retirement. That's like, it's not even part of my, my mom was laughing at me because I got a new golf cart and I play golf every day. She's like, you're already retired. I mean, you're in Florida. <laughs> you got a brand new golf cart. You know, she goes, that's about as close as retirement than I can even think about. <laughs> but you have to have a golf cart. You live on the golf course. Yes. And I play every day. But the truth is, is that, you know, I hate that term retirement, because if you're yeah. working towards retirement, then you're in the wrong career, in the wrong job, right? You're doing the wrong thing. Now, I wanted to ask you in the context of building a business of you, uh, for your sacred six, is there any way that you could maybe frame uh, the sacred six for a solopreneur who's really learning how to lean into their strengths and what makes them unique and how to trust that putting themselves out there in that way as opposed to, you know, kind of hiding behind a business. I mean, that's kind of what I did when I first was, uh, you know, in my company. I hid behind the company. I did all the work. I didn't really want to put myself forward because I just didn't trust that I had a strong enough strength base or offering aside from the tactical work that I did that I could actually be valid and legitimate out there in the marketplace. That's different today. But a lot of solopreneurs that I start working with who are maybe just kind of in their first years, they struggle with that. So I thought that the sacred six um, might be, and, and for the listener who may not be aware of what that is, if you could kind of tee that up, that'd be really cool. Yeah, well, it's imposter syndrome, right? We all face it. You know, we need another degree. I need another letters. You know, we all go out there, whether it's a CSP from the Speakers Association or MBA. I mean, I can tell you, I went and got my letters uh, because I thought I needed them. And I look back, mm -hmm. I didn't need them. You know, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm glad I got the education, but I mean, there's so many people out there buying more education because they feel they need some something behind their name. And the truth is, you just need to solve a problem. You need to be passionate about what you're doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, what the Sacred Six process is, it actually comes from business. It comes from good to great and Jim Collins, all that quality work that I did back in aerospace. It's really about finding a mission you go after, you know, getting those goals aligned and then figuring out, you know, what you're going to do to achieve that. So you've got the projects and then the daily tasks and then obviously having some values so you know what's important. Once you have that kind of that system in place, then what you're doing needs to become part of your life. A lot of people say, should I have a separate social and separate this and separate right. that? No, you just need to be authentically you. I mm -hmm. mean, that's it. I mean, my business stuff's on Facebook because it's me. So I say, I got a meeting coming up. You know, I'm doing a mastermind. I mean, I talk about it. I never sell. So yeah. I never sell. I'm not a high pressure salesperson. I don't go on stage and sell. I don't sell on social media. Every once in a while, I'll say, I got a, you know, I got a new uh, course coming out. But it's not even selling. Like I don't do, I, I have never done sales. It's almost like um, it just integrates into me. So once you have your mission, and, and the thing is, when it does come to sales, right? This is what's really critical for solo entrepreneurs. If you can't get excited about it, nobody else is going to get excited about it. So that's why it's important you really dig into your mission, your values, and your goals, and you understand what you're trying to go after. Because if your right. whys aren't big enough, then you're not going to go out there and scream to the world. And that's the first problem. You're going to have imposter syndrome and you're going to be afraid to talk to anybody. And that's going to, that just, that's chopped you off at the knees. You can't be successful that way. 
Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. This season's theme is all about building a business based on your expertise and what makes you, well, you. Why? Because that's where the money is. But here's the thing. Figuring out what makes you distinct from everyone else is hard because you don't see yourself the way people need to in order to buy from you. Life is perceptual, and if you're not communicating who you are and what you do in a way that your ideal client goes yes and hires you, you're leaving money on the table a lot. So if you'd like help figuring out how to make your brand, your you, stand out, I can help. Book a free brand session with me by visiting pappychat.com. I'll tell you what you're doing well, but more importantly, where you may be missing opportunities to convert your target audience into paying clients. You'll come away with insights that will give you greater confidence in your brand and marketing. Book your brand session with me at pappychat.com and make your brand a slam dunk with those you're meant to serve. Book yours now. That's P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T dot com. Yeah, that's, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, so many people are busy with the all the constructs. You know, they come to me and they're like, oh, I need a website or I need this or I need that. And, you know, give me, you know, how do I sell this? And, and it's just they, and I think this was something I've been thinking about recently. I think a lot of people benefit from having the stuff because it convinces them, or maybe a better way to phrase this is it helps them merge strong, stronger or more strongly into the belief that they can do it. Because a lot of us say, well, if you believe it, you know, if you just really kind of focus in such a way where you've got your, your why, you're clear on your why, and you're really believing, yes, I can be that, you know, that uh, sales consultant or whatever it is you've kind of bucketed yourself as. And but some people do have that imposter conflict. But seeing things like a brand photo shoot, like I went through a brand photo shoot this summer, and to see myself captured in this amazing professional way that I've never really invested in before helped me see myself in this role that I was aspiring to. And so the belief became more solidified, kind of when you see it, you'll believe it, as opposed to believing it, you'll see it kind of thing. And so I, I don't know if that has any correlation to what you just uh, well, shared. No, 100%. I mean, one of the reasons that I'm such a big mastermind person, and I'm in masterminds, I have mine and then I'm in them, is because you'll be, it's not what they're teaching. A lot of times you'll be standing in line getting a salad right yeah. at the launch and you just heard this person's story behind you and then all of a sudden they're talking about their children and the problems they have and you're going mm -hmm. well geez if they can do it i can do it right yeah, and there's just something so powerful about that and then you know like in my masterminds and i've learned this from some of the best people one of the things i do is go around the room and you know we'll say say one word about that person that you learned this week and it's unbelievable people come to tears because of what they what other people have seen in them that they don't see yeah. And so you've got to get around, if you're a sole entrepreneur, you have to get around people to build the belief because that's the biggest thing. I never believed in myself. My roommate told me nobody would ever listen to me. And I gave up for two years back in the day, right? I mean, I gave up doing what I thought I could do. 
And so you, it just drives me crazy when I see solo entrepreneurs trying to do everything themselves because I'm raising my hand. That's what I do. I've done it for years. And I never really understood like the concept of getting around other people and mastermind. I thought it was a joke. I, I went to Jeff Walker, who's a good friend of mine. I went to his, you know, and I spoke. And at the end of it, everybody was trying to sell me into it. And I thought it was a pyramid scheme. I'm like, what, what is going on? You know, I've never yeah. read Susan Garrett, the biggest dog trainer in, in Canada. She's got a multi-million dollar business. She's like, you got to get in this. I'm like, are you getting a commission? You know, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I, I got to be friends with these people for two yeah. years. And after two years, I called Jeff and I said, man, I want to get in. It's 15,000. Jeff said, no, now it's 32,000. Oh, my. And I said, oh, that's a little more money. You know, and he says, well, the group's gotten more valuable. And he, I go, you can't give me a discount. He's like, nope. So the, the point was that they weren't selling me because they wanted me there. And I thought right. they were selling me because they wanted the money. I thought Jeff wanted the money. And that was, I was very cynical, like all these businesses, yeah. right? Well, it's easy to get there, you know, yeah, based on the world. Yeah, because everybody's taking advantage, you know. But it, at the end of the day, it wasn't that way. It was they wanted me in because they wanted me there. And then it was very valuable for me. I learned some valuable lessons. The only reasons that I left that mastermind is because I just didn't want to spend three weeks of travel out to Colorado every year to Durango. Mm -hmm. But my point is getting involved in those groups really work and and to have some healthy skepticism is great right you got to yes. find the right people to work with but you do need to build the belief to go back to what we're talking about because that's what it's all about because you're not going to scream from the ceilings if you don't believe you're not going to go upwards right so many times we mark it down so you want to like you said let's take for example the sales consultant that wants to sell. Well, all of a sudden he's getting invited to the Amway meeting because that's going down instead of going to Google right. and going up. And right. so we try to sell down because we don't have the belief. So we need to build the belief so we can oh, sell up. That's a up, great point. You know, Gosh, and make the money. That's a great point. Yeah, that's, a, that's an important distinction. And, and I mean, it just, it resonated with me because that's what I used to do too. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that like they discount, they don't discount, they just don't price themselves or what they're offering. They they feel that they, you know, don't have that worth or they don't believe in their value. And some of them that they really aren't providing a lot of value. So I can see how that happens. But I find that that's really interesting, the whole belief component around that. And but what I love about what you're saying as far as, um, and I think we, you even mentioned it offline, but you can just find 100 people in your own community and serve them and be perfectly fit, depending on what you're serving. And for a solopreneur, I find one of the things that I've kind of struggled with as a solo for 13 plus years now is uh, it's lonely. It is a very lonely thing. And you have to make a concerted effort to put yourself into communities, into groups. And I find that when I'm in some sort of coaching group or with other people in a coaching group or a mastermind, that it's I feel like I'm not so alone. And it's yeah, really powerful. It is very important. And you got to get out. Like, that's the thing. Like, everybody wants to work the cold market. Nobody wants to work the warm market. Right? And that's the problem. But the only people that buy really are the warm market. Your closing percentage, I don't care what you're selling. Your closing percentages are so lower. I mean, if I hear one more person say, oh, I got this idea. I'm going to run Facebook ads. I mean, I literally, I'm going to just uh, stick a pencil in my eyeball. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it, it just doesn't work that way. Right? Yes. You, you've got to have some real structured business and you got to be able to go out and be able to discuss your concepts one-on-one. -on -one. If you can do that, and you do two people a year for five years, that's 125 people. If they're spending $2,000 with you, you got a quarter of a million dollar business. 
don't right. even need the internet. You don't even need a website. Yeah. You know? So, and, 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 you know, I own multiple businesses. So one of the businesses I have is a cleaning company and we have mm -hmm. a maid service, another one, great cash business been growing up over the years. And it's, uh, that's another, it's just relate all businesses, relationship business, right? Yep. Absolutely. So if you're a solo entrepreneur, yes, it does get lonely. And that's a problem. And that's why I belong to groups of other people that understand what I'm doing. The other thing is uh, most people think you're crazy and they just don't have the same mindset. And especially if you're yeah. working with VAs and employees, they aren't entrepreneurs. And as much as no. we want them to be, they will never be starters. They'll never have the same energy as you do. So you have to get around people that have those same uh, problems because then you start to realize, because you're going, gosh, I don't understand why they don't do anything. You know, I don't, I don't understand why they're not motivated. <laughs> well, because if they were, they'd be doing yeah. their own thing. No kidding. <laughs> you know, so it's like, be happy they don't do anything because they'll take your concept and run with it. Yeah, if exactly. That's been one of the things that has made me a little reluctant to building a team as well. And plus, I just love the, you know, autonomy. I'm just huge into autonomy. Well, you know? I, I have friends that have huge teams, right? That are in soft, you know, I've got the people who started Sam Card, Brian's a great friend of mine, you know, Clay at Lead Pages. I'm in masterminds with those guys. They've built huge teams and they're happy, but they're also younger than me. And they, <laughs> you know, they, they, well, they also have different businesses than, yeah, than we they, do. They love that, that software service businesses, which are great. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and there are, business. yeah, and there are places. Look, I am not anti corporate or anti-team in fact there are times and places to have it yes i just I have, agree i just have built my lifestyle you know to not have it right yeah i'm with you on that one and you know the more i try to you know figure out a way to scale with team the more i'm like digging my heels in like this is not does not feel natural to me <laughs> well my, my you know my issue with team i'll tell you you know i i have a problem and then I'll, I'll go out and hire somebody to do that problem. And then I'll bring one full time because I like them. And then I find myself solving, they solve the problem and then I don't have anything for them. So mm -hmm. now I'm out there trying to find business and find something to, for them to do. So instead of golfing, I'm working and I don't want that. You know, I, I just don't want that in my life, at least at this point, maybe one day that'll change. But at this mm -hmm. point, I don't want that. I, I don't want to have to find work for somebody else. Yeah, that's a really important thing to think about because a lot of times the the contractors, you know, like the part-time to hire uh, to full-time hire, they start with, like you said, solving a problem. It's like, I've got this one thing I need dealt with and you don't see far enough down the road that this is, is this a business strategy to have this kind of growth in staffing? Yeah, and, and also be careful with partnerships. You know, hey, I, I don't know how to build a website, so I'm going to give somebody 20% of my business to do it, you know, those things rarely work, yes, you know, so be careful with that. I'm not a big partnership guy unless, you know, it's a really solid relationship. And then there's some key things you have to do. You know, you have got to get the expectations up front. And I don't want to sidebar too much, but those things are very important when you're building your businesses, you know, watch yourself with staffing and watch yourself partnering uh, with the wrong people it can bite you later. Yeah. So as we wrap up, all this is really great, JBS. So appreciate it. And just as we wrap up, is there anything that you can share if if there's a solopreneur who listens to this uh, interview and they're in maybe the early stages of their business, uh, that they were either rift or they just decided, OK, it's time for me to hang out my own shingle. I'm a consultant. I'm a trainer. I'm a whatever. And they're thinking, okay, I got to get all this digital stuff set up. What would be some of the things that you could recommend for them to kind of 
get themselves to the place where they have that confidence of running a business of you and to find the people without doing all the manipulation that everybody on social media is screaming about. Well, I think let's let's start with the basics. If I was to start all over again, right? I mean, it would all be about being authentic. That's the first thing. You got to believe in what you're doing. You got to believe you're putting value out there. And the only way you're going to learn if you're putting value out there is to do it and get feedback. It's that mm -hmm. simple. So my big thing is I use a feedback loop. You know, I talk to people. What am I good at? You know, and that way when I'm selling and somebody goes, hey, JB, I'm thinking about joining your mastermind. Well, I know I'm good at that because people tell me that, right? <laughs> so if somebody said, hey, JB, I need you to come, you know, fix my roof. Well, I don't know if I'm good at that. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, and I think so. So don't be, you know, the big, huge kid in the candy store eating everything. You know, find out what you're really good at and get really good at that, right? Yeah, and and it's something you enjoy, too. Yeah, yeah, you just, you know, and, and, and take the time to do that. Then don't get caught up in the tech. You know, my big thing is get a communication channel established, some way you can communicate with your, your clients. Obviously, we need some form of small website for due diligence, but more right. importantly, we need something that we're giving away that we can connect people with because a sale is not going to be made, uh, you know, the first first communication and get away from the funnels and the bundles and all the other, the entreport and all these systems that people are trying to sell you until you're really ready and you know that you've got a problem that you can solve and then you can build something out where somebody, you take somebody through a progression. They, right, they, you grow they, into that. Yeah, you grow into that. You know, typically what I teach for most people when they, when they're, and I'm talking about people that are just getting started. If it was just me, you put yourself out there, you put your shingle out, you start telling people, you go, network you become that person right so mm -hmm. let's say you're a coach you become the coach right you start telling people i'm a coach now i'm writing books i'm helping people that's what i do get out there and you start with one-on-one -on -one. that's the bottom line start with service and then as the service starts to go you get feedback this is what i'm good at this is what i'm not good at okay i can take this to the group level now that i can take it to the group level the groups are telling me this is good this is bad you're learning this whole time right. out of those stages becomes the internet now i can start building courses and membership sites and all those things because i've gone through the progression what i see is like in the kajabi group which is kajabi is a, a really great platform for building courses but i'm in their facebook group and what i see so many times and i literally pull my hair out is people in there go okay i build my course who do i sell it to you know it's like what, do you really, it's just going to be a magical yeah. sale? I mean, did you think, you know, build it and they will come? It's Field of Dreams? I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't so work true. like that. And I, yeah. I just feel so bad because people are investing $500 a month and they're hiring people yeah, to help them build cheap. websites. And they haven't even built a business yet, right? Yeah. So get yeah. the one-on-one -on -one service going. I started off, my first client paid me $250 a month for four hours. I, 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 I laugh it. at that now because I get 10 grand plus a month, you know, but I had to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And, and we all need to start somewhere, but you, sometimes you got to look in the mirror. And I'm the type of person that's going to tell you that because I'm the type of person, if you have a big, you know, bunch of food on your face, even if I don't know, I'm going to tell you. Right. right. And I think there's too many people out there not telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, let's look at venture capitalists. They are the smartest people in the room when it comes to business. And venture capitalists are looking for the best and the brightest businesses they can invest in. And the best and brightest businesses they're putting millions of dollars in, they know 70% are going to fail. Yeah. 
they know that going in. So yeah. you got to understand that 70% of the stuff you're going to do isn't going to work. So if you got one idea, okay, we need 10 because we're looking for that 30%. <laughs> Playing the odds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it is. So these are the best businesses in the world. So we have a lot of solo entrepreneurs out there that put their shingle out, that go out there and fail and quit because they have, I'm going to be a sales consultant. Well, maybe that's not what you're great at. Yeah. So I, I just, I love to motivate people. I love entrepreneurism. I, I love corporate. It's not bad to have a job. I mean, I've spoke at Google twice. I would work for Google. Man, that would be so cool. I'm not going to, but I would because it's a cool yeah. company. <laughs> but I just want people to be successful. And in order to be successful, you're going to have to put some work in. You know, you're going to have to be authentic. You're going to have to believe and you're going to have to get out there and add value. And business is actually really simple. It comes down to solving problems and getting compensated for that. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what you got to do. You got to be a detective to go out and find what problems that you can solve. And I got to tell you, my business is really hard to sell because nobody really, who needs to, you know, morning coach, energy in the morning. I don't even know what it is, what I do, right? <laughs> I'll never forget, I was, for, before Wayne Dyer passed away, I had a very, I, you know, had a dream come true. I got to share the stage with him, but I interviewed him one time on the phone. The first time I met him, Reed Tracy, the CEO of uh, Hay House, hooked me up with him. And I was on the phone with Wayne and, um, I said, he goes, how's business, JB? Wait, Reed told me you got a great business. So I said, Wayne, you know, the personal de development, damn it, it's tough. You know, nobody really wants it. You know, nobody wants to work on themselves. There's a small segment of the population. And Wayne, the phone went silent. I'm like, oh man, I just pissed off Wayne Dyer, you know? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there waiting for him to say something. And he goes, it's finally out of silence. I hear this voice, uh, you know, he was in Hawaii at that time. The waves are crashing in the background. I hear him say, it's never been hard for me, right? Wow. And that was a billion dollar lesson for me because Holy it hasn't moly. been hard for me, right? It's just yeah. been challenging because I didn't really understand it, but it's not been hard. Like roofing in the summer in Miami, that's hard. Yes, right? I agree. So it's, <laughs> it's all about perspective. And, you know, if you would just get to understand the basics and I'll leave everybody with this. This is another thing. Get yourself a good mentor or coach. If you don't have money, find somebody that will help you before it's too late. People come to me when they don't have any money, you know, and it's like, God, I wish you'd have been here a year ago or two years ago. Find yourself somebody that you can really trust and, you know, find somebody to work within the framework of your budget and, and be very cynical with that, right? Mm. There's a lot of really bad coaches out there. Yeah. If anybody makes it seem sound too easy or makes it sound like this is going to just work or tells you what you want to hear yeah. you know run away run away fast fast <laughs> fast and, and if they start telling you get your you know really a large amounts of money before that you really have some idea of what's going on um be cautious there but definitely yeah, extremely cautious yeah, yeah. but find somebody I have mm -hmm. to tell you, find the mentors. And, and if you're really just broker than broke and you're just getting started, do what I did. I used to go get used books. You know, go on Amazon and get used books. I had no money. But you need to start getting coaching from books and from people and from, you know, other people that have been there. I, I can't tell you how important that is. And one other thing that changed my life was health. Um, mm. I, when I, when I was failing, uh, back in 2007, 2008, even though I had a large listener base, I was terrible at business. The stress was killing me. And I went the opposite direction. Instead of gaining weight, I lost weight. In fact, when I speak sometime, I show a picture and I say, look, I wasn't a heroin addict. I swear to God. And, but I was that <laughs> bad. I was that thin. It looked like I was dying. And oh my. 
I walked into an ex-Israeli Special Forces operative's gym, started training with him. And for a year, we trained three times a day, super hard, and it literally changed my life. Now, I'm not wow. saying you have to be a supermodel or you have to be a you know marathon runner, but health is such a big component of success as a, as a solo entrepreneur. I can't tell you, you gotta feel good. And I want you to you know get a coach and then get yourself in shape because it will help you don't have to again it don't have to be perfect you know shape is a relative thing it is yeah but get yourself feeling good make health a priority because you gotta it will have the really energy come through. yes yeah I, because you're not going to be able to serve clients if you don't have the energy and yeah. that's not just the mental energy and physical energy it's all of it a hundred percent as you can tell I'm, I'm fired up about that you know because those yeah. are the things that i see people where they fail they they get the wrong information wrong coaching mm -hmm. and they don't take care of themselves and that's a disaster for failure. And if we can take care of yourself and we can get the right people around you, you know, you're going to have a better chance of hitting that 30% success ratio, right? And, yeah. and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get better odds in everything that we do. I love it. I love it. JB, this is awesome. It's full of good stuff. And for our listener, can you uh, just share how they can get more connected with you and find you on your show and all that good stuff? Yeah, just Morning Coach. You know, you Google Morning Coach or go to morningcoach.com. You know, I've done, and it's we didn't get into my business model, right? But I've done a paid podcast, which is, I call it Coachcast, for 15 years, which is a very unusual business model. Most people equate a podcast to free. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I do Mondays for free and then the rest paid. And I think it's a, just a, a, you know, a statement to being able to do a business different than everybody else does. You know, yeah. I don't have sponsors, you know, so you think outside the box and come up with different concepts and you can do it if you believe in yourself and you have the right energy, the things we're talking about. But yeah, morningcoach.com, you can find me there. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you so much for being here. I love every bit of everything you said and look forward to getting to know you even better over time. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.